The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, James helps us understand the power of walking in the light. You have a shield of faith. You can quench the flaming darts of the enemy. What does that mean? That means we can take every thought, every suggestion, captive, obedient to Christ. We don't have to let those thoughts and suggestions that the world offers us and the opportunities and the possibilities that the enemy offers us, we can take them captive so that they don't get in our mind and fester. Robinson, welcome you to life today. You've heard me say many times that when God put on our heart to come uh, with you this way, he said, invite uh, my family into the family room and help them get to know the Father. Well, this is family. I actually have uh, quite a few of our staff here the, uh, who work right here at our, our main uh, offices in the uh, mid-cities area of Dallas and Fort Worth and Euless. And you're sure welcome to come and attend any of our tapings here. I'm going to be sharing with the family here and, and uh, the staff who are truly family. They, I believe, represent the Lord as beautifully as anyone I've ever seen. And uh, they love you. Many of them are the ones who share their concern along with your concern, praying for you and with you. And you tell us what a blessing they are. Everybody I meet and every guest we ever have on television tell me that they see Jesus as clearly in our staff as any people they're ever around, and we appreciate that. And all of you are a tremendous blessing. I, I want to just uh, share with you as, as personally as I can, those of you who are here as a part of our staff family, and as well as those of you at home, that there's no question we're living in the last days. Now, when you are 75 years old, you know, if I live to be 100, which uh, that's actually possible. I'm, I'm being told that I have just really what looks like supernatural health. I hope that's true. And the same for Betty. Very, very grateful. I'm not in a hurry to get out of here. I'm ready to go. And the moment I got saved, the future kingdom was settled forever. I, d I don't even believe I'm going to die. Now, now think about that. You say, well, you just, you just don't know. You know support another man wants to die. I don't believe I'm going to die. Once I was born from above, I believe this body that I live in will someday come to rest. The body will die. I won't. I will simply move into another realm. And I'm telling you, that joy that fills me is overflowing. And that's the joy of the Lord. It is my strength. And not to joy in the Lord, that's strength. But when the Lord has joy over us, that gives me indescribable joy and strength to know that as Jesus said, boy, don't we long for this to be so. I only do those things which please the Father. Think about that. I mean, I mean, let that sink in. I only do the things that please the Father. Jesus said, I move where he looks. I showed you in another telecast and while Betty and I were sharing that I write down what I call lightning bolts. Now, I've actually exaggerated, if you heard me mention this before, 
I don't actually write them down because I get them while I'm on the move. And uh, Betty showed me how to do voice notes, but that, that takes a little while. I just call one of my assistants, Carol or Victoria, and I say, write this, record it, then type it. But I wanna, I wanna keep this treasure. And I really was curious about this. Why does God seem to talk so clearly, so often and so freely when I'm moving? In other words, why when I'm driving or traveling or walking or getting ready to preach or even when I'm preaching, do I hear these things? And when I'm preaching and I've learned that this impression is coming from above, then I can oftentimes share it. And it's so amazing when I hear it, I find myself carried back. I've tried to help business leaders, national leaders, church leaders, political leaders understand that if they would tune in to the voice of wisdom, that voice will speak to them at the most amazing thing, amazing times and actually carry them in the power of that spirit when they share it. Well, as I'm, you know, I'm asking God, why do I get these lightning bolts? And I found now that I don't seem to be able to retain all of them like I could when I was younger. I don't think I have serious dementia or anything. I just, I get a lot of them. So I call and my assistants type it up. Here's one of them. And by the way, I suggest to all of you on staff, if you want to learn to hear the voice of God, every time you think you do, try to, as soon as you can, write it down. I mean, just, just try to write it down. Then as you look at it and meditate on it, you'll oftentimes find that it's almost verbatim a verse in the Bible that you don't even remember reading. But suddenly it came back to life. If it's not a verse you've read, but it came from God, you will many times find dozens, if not scores, even hundreds of verses that basically imply or say virtually the same thing. So here's, here's what I got on the fly. Now listen to it because I think it's important. I hear and think on the move. I think on the fly. Sometimes I wonder why, and I feel like the Lord has shown me that I'm walking in light that's moving. I don't live under a street light. It's kind of like the Old Testament. They followed a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, and it was moving. God is moving. I'm following him, and I'm listening. Now, I want all of you here to get this. If you tune your ear to channel Jesus, to the Father's voice, you'll be able to discern it. If you know his word, it is his word that gives us ears to hear what the Spirit, what the Father is saying to us as family, as believers. So he's moving, we're following him, and we're listening. We must get this. I actually added this right before I came to talk to you. We must follow the Lord by walking in the radiant light of his glory and grace. When you walk like Jesus did, doing those things that please the Father, knowing, and I can't emphasize this often enough, I wonder if I can even emphasize it as effectively as necessary. 
Jesus said, if you want to find life, you want to live it to its fullest. You want to experience the abundant life I came to give you. I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. All right? Even prosperously, but don't define prosperous by material standards. You do not measure spiritual blessings by a material standard. That's a false measure. The blessings of God are not limited by the material, nor measured and determined by material gain or loss. Paul said, in whatever state I'm in, I can be content. I know what it is to abound. I know what it is to be abased. I know what it is to have and have not, but I always have him. If he has me, then I'm being carried by his spirit. I have learned to walk in the spirit, to live filled, and this is what the Bible teaches, filled to overflowing with the spirit so that the fullness of God the fullness of his nature and his character, of his love, of his peace, of his joy, of the ability to have not just self-control, but God control, living under control, not out of control. This is how he's invited everyone of us. Now listen to me, you can live this way. God never invites us to do something that cannot be done. He never asks you to pray for his will to be done on earth knowing it couldn't be. Yes, it can be. He never would ask you to do anything that's impossible. With him, nothing, nothing is impossible. Now, I want you to understand this, please. I just said a moment ago, if I live to be 100, I've lived three quarters of my life. I'm, I'm living in my last days. We've heard so many messages preached on last days. Let, let's, let's settle this. Cease getting caught up with the discussion of time frames and end times or any times. Just get caught up in doing the will of God right here, right now on planet Earth. You have been left here on a commission to be his ambassadors, his representatives, more than conquerors in this life to overcome the power of the enemy. The gates of death and destruction, deception and defeat is not to prevail against the church, the family of God. So if we will literally submit ourselves to walk and live in that light, filled overflowing with his spirit, the effect of that spills off on everything. It, his spirit will actually bring peace in a room. And God knows we need a lot of his peace in a lot of rooms all over the world, all over the country, all over the church. Well, you and I are supposed to walk in the room with that peace and that confidence and courage. One of the characteristics of being spirit-filled is that we have a boldness. We're fearless because he never gives us a spirit of fear. All right. Are you being carried, directed and led by his spirit. Father, I pray you will show every person here in this family gathering of our staff and every person watching wherever they are that it is possible for them to yield the clay of their life, for you to shape them into a vessel of honor, a channel through which you flow your spirit freely. I'm asking you to bring them to the place right now that they will say right where they're watching, right here where they're sitting, I yield every area of my life to you. I want you to fill me with your spirit. I want you to break up the unproductive ground in my life. And I want you to produce great fruit. I want to receive the word gladly. And I want you to multiply the effect. In Jesus' name, I pray.
Paul spent a lot of time when he was talking to Timothy about a discussion of last days. Paul made it very clear in that discussion, I'm living in my last days. He said it, he said it, he said it so clearly. Listen to how he said it. I'm already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. Now you think about this. Here's a man who's literally before Caesar's household. Here's a man who has been moved by God into the center of the most evil empire perhaps in human history. I mean, far more rotten even than the rottenness we see today that breaks our heart and should break our heart. And he has been placed right there as a witness. And he has been a witness in one people in Caesar's household. And so great was his witness and the witness of the Christians that he's speaking to, to Timothy and the others, that the power of God resting in the power of love on these people and the courage that they had and the unwavering trust and the proclamation of the word, not just in words, but in action, it literally led to the collapse of this horrible, evil empire and to the birth of the first great awakening out of which all great awakenings thereafter were because of. It was a result of that first awakening. God can literally overwhelm the effect of the gates of hell, the gates of deception, division, dissension, destruction, and death. We can overcome those adverse effects, not only in our life and not only as a family of believers, but we do not have to give the enemy, the deceiver, the deed to any area of planet earth that God gave us oversight of. That doesn't mean there won't always be those pockets of evil. That doesn't mean it won't get worse and worse. But while the enemy is manifesting his vile nature, and you can see it, you can see how ugly Satan is. You can see the effect of his lies. You can see the insanity that rules when you cast aside God's truth and you listen to the nonsense of the deceiver. And then you can see the destructive effects. You see the enemy mindset doesn't want to have a healthy, reasonable discussion. They don't want to hone the blade. They don't want to win a debate. They don't even want to win an election. They want to destroy the opposition, totally. There's that spirit of destruction. This is not part of the church. We have been left here as witnesses of his divine power and the wisdom that he freely offers that will enable us to be productive and take unproductive land, lives, land, property, and bring forth great fruit that blesses not only God, but blesses everyone. Paul said, the time of my departure has come. Look what he said. I fought a good fight. In this kingdom, in this life, we're in a battle. When you experience freedom, you never get free from the fight. You are sent into the battle, suited up in the armor of God, you have a shield of faith. You can quench the flaming darts of the enemy. What does that mean? That means we can take every thought, every suggestion, captive, obedient to Christ. We don't have to let those thoughts and suggestions that the world offers us and the opportunities and the possibilities that the enemy offers us, we can take them captive so that they don't get in our mind and fester like the spirit of unforgiveness. You can't believe how many Christians right now are being limited in their prayer life because they don't like somebody. They don't understand why God uses that person. They would never have liked or chosen that person. You stop telling God who he can and can't use. You just start praying, God, use me. Hear my prayers. 
Change that person. Change that mindset. Bring a spirit of peace to prevail in the midst of this storm. Calm the raging tempers, attitudes, and spirits. We can take authority. Paul is telling us right now, we have a fight. He's fought a good fight. He finished his course. He kept the faith. By the way, this is in 2 Timothy chapter 4, and I began reading at verse 6. Listen to what he said in verse 8. Very important to get this. In the future, now for him, he said this future is very close. I'm about to leave. My departure is at hand. There's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge will award me on that day. And not only to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. There is so much in that last couple of sentences. He's going to receive a crown of righteousness. And we know we'll take every crown and lay them back at the master's feet because we know who wears the crowns. But I want you to notice something very significant here about what Paul said. Don't any, listen, don't any of you in our staff family miss this. And don't any of you listening to me right now, don't miss this. He'll not only give it to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. You've got a double application here. I think it's very important that we don't miss it. Not just those who love his appearing when he comes or his appearing when we go to be with him, but all who love his appearing. Do you know what appearing I'm convinced Paul was referring to? Not to nullify the reality of those other wonderful occasions when we see him coming in glory. He's talking about people who've already recognized his appearing. Simon Peter, who was the most prone to stumble of any of the disciples. He's like a lot of leaders that we see that have great potential, but they just came to put their foot in their mouth or say things that might not be best, but we're praying for them. But sometimes they do things that are so foolish. Do any of them do anything more foolish than this great disciple of Jesus who lived right there close to him for three years? He denied him three times in the hour of Jesus' greatest need. When he had boasted, if there's anybody on earth you can count on, you got me. You can count on me. And he's the one that denied him three times. Can you even imagine God having patience with someone like that? Do you know what Simon Peter said later? We are eyewitnesses of his majesty. I don't know if you're going to get that or not, but boy, if you do, it's going to revolutionize your life. I'm 75 years old. I've been preaching for 57 or 58 years. I met the Lord as a teenager. So I have been amazed at his appearance throughout my life. I see him. I am not only captivated by it, I've been captured by it. And if we lose our life in his kingdom purpose, 
That's when we find the abundant life. And we live loving his appearing because we see him all the time. Father, I pray for every single person listening to my voice to hear the Father's voice and receive his invitation to behold your glory now and allow that glory to be on them before you come in glory for them. In Jesus' name. I really believe God has, has touched our hearts. And I think you're going to want to put arms of love around someone that desperately needs it right now and uh, really set captives free in the truest, purest, most effective sense of the word. Please watch carefully, but be ready to reach someone, rescue them and restore them, because together we can do it. The flashy, glitzy nightlights and young, attractive girls may appear to be a pleasure-filled setting, but the reality is it's a place filled with danger, fear, and depraved people who deal in human flesh. One of the girls told me that they, they just keep them kind of drugged up so they can't argue. And I said, what do, you, what do they do if you argue? And that's when they get beaten. I'm sure for some of you, it's hard to wrap your mind around this. But let me tell you, if there's any place where the body of Christ should be showing up and caring for people that's on these streets, this red light district, where these girls are being sold every night, time after time after time, you and I as God's sons and daughters, we've got to be the ones telling these girls, you have a future and you have a purpose and you have a hope and there is a God who loves you. And there are people on this planet who know this God and want to share this love with you. There's no question in my mind that you have the mind of Christ and I believe the heart of Christ when it comes to setting people free. And uh, these, these precious girls, uh, you know, we're not only setting them free from that sexual bondage, but we're winning them to Christ. And then in so many of the areas, because of your faithful support, uh, we're able to train them in how they can make an honest living. Would you right now, please, just move by God's spirit and his love, would you go get your bank card or you get a check, plan to make the check to life? Because I'm telling you, you're giving, you're giving these girls and these young people a chance to live. Or would you go online and I'm asking you to make the best gift you can. It's going to be doubled. I'm asking God today to give us one of the most miraculous outpours of support 
to rescue these precious girls, set them free, win them to Christ, train them for the future. Please make the gift God puts on your heart. And this, for some of you, will be the first time you've ever helped us. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying everybody you know that loves God will help us share His love and His life all over the world and really see the church stand up and look like our Father because Jesus is in us. This is your opportunity to express that. 128 rescues one, but now it'll be two. 1,280, not just 10, but 20 rescued. And you may even be able to do better than that. I pray you will. We have some beautiful gifts to give you concerning the promises of God, a beautiful throw, the name of Jesus, I'm telling you. And I love the bronze in the arms of the shepherd. You're putting the shepherd's arms around these precious girls and these victims that you're setting free. Thank you for doing it. Please go online, call the number, make that gift, or put it in the mail today. If you mail it, call us and tell us what you're mailing. We really do need to know. And remember, it'll be doubled. Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of innocence is lost and abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of children with no one and nowhere to turn for help. With bodies broken and hopes crushed, these young victims are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. Today, you can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore these young ones to the life God designed for them to live. With a generous $320,000 matching gift, now your gift of $128 to help rescue a child can be double to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 mission rescue gift will be doubled to $64. And with your donation of any amount, we'll send you the Promises of Christ gift book filled with beautiful photographs, scriptures, stories, and commentary from James Robison. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Names of Jesus Throw. This beautifully woven blanket features the names of Jesus in many languages. It'll make a lovely addition to your home and serve as a beautiful reminder and spiritual comfort to the Lordship of our Savior. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request our beautiful new bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, I want to thank you. Thank you for showing people the promises of Christ, which we're sending to all of you who just make a gift to help set captives free. I hope you'll encourage your friends, and I hope everybody watching say, you know what? We're going to take the messages we're hearing to the ends of this earth until every believer hears until we become the healthy body of Christ, adorned in His glory, so we can reveal His nature as it really is. Thank you so much for your help.
the gates of hell shall no longer, no longer, no longer prevail. Setting captives free, tomorrow on Life Today. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.